Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I am so incredibly excited to be back here with you this week. It's an incredible week. We've got a lot going on here at Lit AF. (laughs) So first, I just want to start by letting everyone know that today is the first day of Wellness Fest, which is an amazing online virtual celebration of wellness. And it is featuring workshops on yoga, human design, shadow work, a healing sound bath. When was the last time you had a sound bath? They are the best. And then I will be hosting a community meetup for everyone. And these are really, really, really special events. So what happens in these calls is that everyone is given a certain amount of time to share about what's going on in their life. And they are invited to ask for feedback or support or tools, whatever it may be that they are working on. And I have been doing this for the past year with a separate group, and it's just been incredible the amount of growth that I have seen from not only myself, but everyone in this group has been incredibly healing. And so I'm so excited to be hosting an event like this as part of Wellness Fest. And then anyone that gets a pass gets invited to a super secret event. So exciting. And that'll be Friday at noon. So the event starts today. It's going to be going all week long. Get your pass. It's going to be so fun. Replays will be sent for all recorded workshops. So not all the workshops are going to be recorded. The community call for obvious reasons. We want that to be as anonymous as possible. Not anonymous, but like there's no sharing outside of that group. So that will not be recorded. But you will be given an opportunity to kind of make that up if you're unable to attend. So head on over to sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H. H-A-N.com forward slash wellness fest to get your spot today. And tickets range from free all the way to $99. So that Friday night meetup is going to be free. And I really hope to see you there. It is just so fun to have a community that is also working on personal growth. I don't even know where it would be right now without my community. (laughs) So come join. Even if you're just starting or if you've been doing this for a while, this meetup is for you. It's going to be so fun. And then, of course, I want to do my weekly check-in. My weekly check-in is basically a reminder to myself to do self-care. <laughs> I've just been go, 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 going nonstop. And it's been a wild, fun ride. I've been learning so much, which is awesome. And I have been letting the self-care slide a little bit. So it's almost like this check-in is a PSA to myself about (laughs) self-care. Okay, that's how I'm using them. My check-in today, it felt really good. (laughs) I hope that you are doing self-care and I do wonder what your favorite self-care method is. Mine is a Epsom salt bath and let me tell you, my Epsom salt bath, I take like almost 20 minutes to prepare my bath. It's an art really. So the bath starts, get those Epsom salts in. And I'm talking like two or three cups. I I go pretty hard on that. And then I like to make it to sane. I'm not sure if I'm saying that word correctly, but it is a bath tea. So I'll put some rose petals, maybe a little bit of lavender, some calendula, kind of whatever I'm feeling that day. Sometimes it's oatmeal. Sometimes it's corn flour. That's what a little little herb I've been playing around with. Chamomile. 
And I'll just put that into a little tea bag and put that in my bath. And then I get my sound healing sounds ready. I listen to the sound yogi on Insight Timer. And I also listen to the Wong Janice on Insight Timer. She has a lovely playlist that covers all the chakras. She's a cellist. It's divine. And then I get my incense going. So I love Sea Witch Botanicals incenses. I'm like obsessed with them. And once I got, you know, my candles and my incense going, then I actually climb into the bath. So this is like, I think we're already 20 minutes into preparation here. (laughs) It's divine. It's really, it's it's a goddess bath. I should really call it that because that's what it is. And that's when I am. And then once I'm in the bath, I actually put crystals into the bath. And sometimes I sit with them on my chakras just for funsies, all different types of crystals. And it is a true true delight. And then this is just a funny little overworked patriarchy colonization, colonist society that we live in. But I always bring my Kindle in there with me just to have it in case I feel like reading. And then I very, very rarely ever read it. I'll just sit in the bath and meditate. (laughs) But I wanted to share that with you. Like, I still make space for patriarchy in my baths, which um, is something I'm working on. But (laughs) there it is. (laughs) So I can't wait. Just even talking about this right now makes me so excited to have another goddess bath very soon. And I would love to hear about what your favorite self-care routine is. I collect these, actually, because hearing about your self-care inspires me for my own self-care. So hit me on the DMs on IG, guys. Hit me up on the DMs. I'm also excited to share with you that I want to keep this community vibe going, like what I'm talking about on the community calls. And on Friday, I will be opening my doors to a new membership. This membership is going to be called Magnetic AF, and that's because everyone in it is going to be becoming or already is Magnetic AF, because let's be real, we already are Magnetic AF. This membership is going to be, the structure of it is weekly calls, weekly community calls, similar to that Friday meetup that I was just talking about. So everyone's going to have time to share and get support and ask for what they need, whether that be tools or feedback or just literal affirmations. Sometimes in these meetings, that's what I use these meetings for. And then it's also going to be a monthly workshop hosted by the podcast guests right here on Lit AF. The first workshop host is going to be Sarah Salinas with the HDB. She's going to be doing a human design inspired workshop for us. And it's all going to be about healing and getting to know ourselves using our chart. And members will also get all kinds of different bennies. So discounts on merch, discounts on upcoming events, discounts on upcoming retreats. And I'm also going to be recording a monthly 30-minute interview with a fellow member that is either manifesting something huge or is has manifested something huge or is working through a very specific trauma that I want to share their story. I want you to hear their story so that you know how that they worked through it and what their actual process was. So those are going to be available to members of Magnetic AF only. I'm so excited. This is like, I'm getting chills just talking about it. (laughs) 
This is my passion. I love bringing people together. I love hosting events. I love wellness. And bringing all of this together is like my absolute favorite thing. So if you're interested, I will be announcing on Friday how to join that community. And if you're interested, you can just get on my email list right now and you will be notified. So head on over to sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com and hit the subscribe button and you will be added to the email list. You will be notified on Friday when the doors are open to join. And I really do hope that you join. This is going to be it's going to be exciting I want you to be a founding member it'll be it'll be really really exciting (sighs) all right so without further ado I want to get into this week's episode hello everyone I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about money so if you're not watching the video which is gonna be over on the IG clips I'm wearing green to celebrate the color of money So money is a fascinating topic to me and I am like truly obsessed with just like getting to know more about it, to talk more about it, tell my story, my experience with it and learn from others about their experiences. I'm going to be sharing a lot about my story and I hope this inspires you to like really uncover your own story about money because we're all so different and we all came from entirely different backgrounds. My money story is that I grew up like hella poor and money just like was something that other people had. I'm going to like go deeper into that in just a second. But I know a lot of people, some people grew up with a lot of money and they feel guilt around that or they tried to hide their money because they were so embarrassed or ashamed about it. Or they're totally tight with money and they're super cool with it. And they don't know why it's important to even tell this story. I'm like, great, that's awesome. Good for you. Like, I just want to help everyone uncover and help inspire everyone to uncover their own relationship with money. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) Okay, so first I just want to start. And I also want to say that I was just completely inspired because I hosted a workshop for my business coach about money mindset recently. So this is entirely inspired by that workshop. It was really cool to see everyone go through and talk about their own money stories and have their own breakthroughs. It was with a bunch of entrepreneurs. I feel like just uncovering your money story can really empower you, whether you're an employee or a business owner or basically just any human walking through this life, right? As a society, we've all agreed to use the medium of money. We could change that. We can absolutely change that. But currently, today, right now, we are all in a system of currency, there's actually, I should rephrase that. There's probably like, you know, a lot of tribes that are living outside of currency right now. I would love to experience that reality because I feel like that is just who I am as a person. But I live in San Francisco, California, which is one of the wealthiest cities on the planet. So <laughs> we're all in a world where currency exists. And uh, I just want to point out that money is technically infinite. Like the government is literally printing off money as we speak. Money is all around. It is an infinite resource. 
it's not like oil, right? Like I always think of oil as the number one finite resource. Like once it's gone, that shit is gone. Like we can keep finding all the rest of it. And then once it's gone, it's really gone. But money can be printed. And then there's just more money. So I really want to like reframe my mindset. This is a lot for me, but like also for you. You reset your mindset on money as an infinite resource. And then the whole concept of money, this society that we live in, this world that we live in with money, money is actually an exchange for a service. So yesterday I went down to the farmer's market and I had a lovely experience with a beautiful Italian grandma who was walking me through her booth and just showing me all her vegetables and she was telling me how these vegetables are her medicine and I'm like going through and I'm getting my beets and I'm getting my carrots, loving my broccoli, gotta get shit tons of broccoli and I'm just thinking to myself like damn like these vegetables are like hella cheap for like what they are like they're feeding me my you know my being they're feeding my essence like this is food and this dope ass Italian fucking grandma who is obviously proud of what she does is doing a service so she is growing these vegetables for me to buy so that I don't have to grow those vegetables she's really good at it super good at it I love them they're super tasty I want to spend my time doing other things and so I'm going to pay her money for these vegetables so that she can do what she loves and I can keep doing what I love, which is hosting this podcast and coaching people on personal development and their shadow so that they can have breakthroughs on their own shit. <sighs> so I love that I get to live in a world where I can pay someone for a service and that those vegetables exist to feed me, right? I think another example of this is in the intro, I was just talking about incense sticks, right? So I love my incense stick from Sea Witch Botanicals. Like it smells so good and I'm so happy to have it. And it makes me so happy every time I light one up and I get to smell it and smudge and just have this experience. And I love that I get to live in a world where Sea Witch Botanicals gets to just make their own incense sticks and their candles and whatever else they're doing. And I get to purchase stuff from them and have that experience with the incense. So money is an exchange for a service. It's not necessarily bad, right? I, I really appreciate that these services exist in the world. I love that I get to watch Netflix, right? Like I love to pay for that subscription so that I can get that service back. And then the other thing that I want to say about defining money is that humans are actually born for abundance. Like we live on this earth. This earth is abundant. This earth is a, like sh providing so much for us. Shelter, food, air, water. All of the things that we need are here. And we are born for abundance. But then all this other shit just gets pushed on us. And we look at social media and we're like, how the fuck did my friend be able to get by a house by the time they were 25? I don't get it. They have three cars. I only have one car. They're sending their kid to Harvard, blah, blah, blah. None of these things are true for me. But like, you know what I mean? Like we can look at social media and just think to ourselves, I want a smaller body. I want a better wardrobe. I want all these things. But we're actually born for abundance. We are abundant people. 
depends on how we look at it, right? It's all of our projection and our reframe, but we can do that together. So I want to get in a little bit about my own money story, and I want you to ask these questions for yourself. And so the first one is, what was your money story growing up? My money story is <laughs> so funny. So I've always been so embarrassed to tell the story. I just want to start off by saying that, that this story haunted me. And I just thought that I was somehow wrong or bad because I grew up poor. That like it was my fault or it was my parents' fault or whatever to grow up poor. And like <laughs> now I can just say those words and it just doesn't mean anything to me. I'm excited to tell you this story because I've processed a lot of it. So if you are just starting out with this and you're scared to tell your story, I totally get it. With repetition and with some trauma healing, we're going to get through it together, right? But my money story growing up was my grandfather was hella rich. We're talking millions of dollars. And when he on his deathbed, my dad was like 12 when he was dying. I never met him. And so I'm speaking very plainly about him. He decided to give his inheritance to his other family. So he had two families. My dad was from the second family. And this was a bit of a shock. So first of all, he gave like all of his inheritance to one son from a different family. And then uh, just like little tiny, tiny little pieces to my dad and his brothers. And so as a child, where, you know, before the age of seven, it's all very much like black and white thinking, right? Like good or bad, <laughs> safe or not safe. So what I learned from this experience as a young child was I'm not worthy to have a lot of money. I'm not chosen to have a lot of money. And there's only one source. Like I can only get money from one source and we didn't get it from that one source. So it's done which is a total black and white thinking, right? There's so many different ways, so many sources of money to, available to all of us. So that was like one of my money stories growing up. I had to work hard for my money. That was another one. I just always grew up with the stigma of being poor. And when I was little, I decided that I wasn't going to be poor and I grew up. <laughs> And I was going to be a lawyer or a doctor or some other professional career so that I would just have shit tons of money. And I just thought I had it all figured out. Fast forward a year ago, I am literally $20,000 in debt and I'm quitting my job because I'm so unhappy and I'm going on to an unemployment. Beautiful day. Beautiful fucking day. But <laughs> that's a story for a different time. So another question is, what do you think about rich people? And this is like, I think the thing to reprogram your brain around. I'll get into reprogramming in a second. But what do you think about rich people? Because this truly shows you where your block is. Our subconscious is so freaking smart. It just wants to protect us. And if it's, you know, it's fully formed by the age of seven. So think of this. When I'm seven and I, I know that my grandfather, we're, you know, we're unworthy for money. Don't give me that money. I don't want it. We're not worthy of it. But also he gave this money to my half uncle, who I've also never met. He's a businessman. <laughs> I like that word. Business. He's a businessman. <laughs> um, he went on to own the Golden State Warrior basketball team for a long time. And the story of him growing up was that he was kind of an asshole. And actually, if you look at his Wikipedia page, he's really well known for being an asshole. And like it's on there that he he's well known for suing people. So as a child, I hear that not only did we not get this money, but someone else did. I hear that he's an asshole. And I'm like, okay, putting two together, that man has money and he's an asshole. I don't want to be an asshole. So I don't ever want to have money, right? 
So my little subconscious is so smart and it's just trying to protect me from being an asshole. And it's like, no, 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 we don't need money. Don't give me that money. I don't want to be an asshole. I don't be associated with that. And then another money story, if you're, you know, listening to this story that's coming up between the lines, is that because he was the one that got the money, that means that we didn't. So anytime I get money, that means it's at the expense of someone else, some other family, which is huge, right? So that means I feel guilt about receiving money and it's at the expense of someone else, which we all know is not true, right? Because money is infinite, infinite. So these are all the things that I have to reprogram. How do you feel about having money? This shows you kind of what you want, right? Like I want to have money. To me, money is safety. It's security. It is making sure that I have a roof over my head and I can eat those delicious vegetables that are sold to me by this Italian lady at the farmer's market. Money is security. But when you look at it, Go a, little, go a little deeper and ask yourself, do you tend to overspend or do you tend to oversave money? I used to be an overspender, right? Because think about it. I feel guilty about having money. I don't want to have money because if I do have money, I'll be an asshole. So anytime you give me money, I'm going to spend, 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 spend. Get rid of it. To the point where I had $20,000 of credit card debt racked up. (laughs) I was borrowing extra money because I just wanted to get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. I know a lot of people suffer from oversaving, which is the opposite problem. So oversaving money means that you hoard it and you don't want to spend it because it is your safety. So the more you have, the more safe you are. Both, both need to be worked on, right? <laughs> I know it sounds smart to oversave, but then are you getting pleasure? Are you spending money on things that you should be spending money on? Are you being abundant? Are you being that abundant human being that I talked about at the beginning by spending your money on things that you love? Just a thought, just a question, just a question. I want you to, um, want you to observe it. <laughs> And then what is money to you? I want you to define it. Is it safety? Is it pleasure? Is it status? Is it freedom? And once you define that, that can really give you a drive forward to earn money or have money. Because if it's safety, then you can define it. I want to ask for a raise because I want to grow my savings for my safety net. I want to ask for a raise or I want to build my business so that I can have freedom. And freedom for you might be going on more vacations. Freedom for you might be moving a house. Freedom for you might be um, moving across country (laughs) and starting new businesses. Freedom can be a lot of different things. And if it's pleasure, oh my God, like if you want to have money to have experiences, Holy shit, like you are living the life. But define it. Define that for you. And then this is my favorite question, and some interesting things came up yesterday in this workshop. So what movies defined money for you growing up? And there's so, so many for me. But the first one I always think of is DuckTales, um, the episode with Scrooge McDuck. It's based on a Christmas story. It's Scrooge McDuck in DuckTales. (laughs) So good. But I remember this scene where the kid, all the little ducks are like swimming in the money that Scrooge McDuck has saved. And he is portrayed as an asshole. 
that is hoarding all this money for his own pleasure, right? And so my little brain is like, I don't want to be Scrooge McDuck. I want to be this generous, abundant human being, right? Another movie that comes up for me is Richie Rich, which is really interesting. I don't know if any of you guys watch Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin, but it's all about like he gets this like fat check and he just goes out and buys a bunch of shit and like lives his life. The funny thing about these types of stories, and there's so many. In this workshop, someone brought up Annie. Annie is like an orphan and she gets adopted by this rich billionaire. And all of a sudden, everything's fine and everything's perfect. Parent trap. One child is, you know, has this like super rich dad and the other one has this poor parent. And then they come together and they both live together. And now they're like living this rich life. And it's just so amazing. So all of these movies, the whole end goal is to have money. Money solves everything, right? That's what we learn in all these movies. So as a child, I was, again, super fucking smart. I'm like, I'm going to be so rich. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to like have my whole life figured out. Guess what? I don't. (laughs) I do not. But also, money isn't necessarily the end goal. What? Did I just say that out loud? I think I did. Money maybe isn't the end goal. So one of my favorite quotes is by Jim Carrey, who has such an interesting career story. He wrote himself a million dollar check that he was going to promise to cash by the time he was like a certain age. And then he did. He grew up in a van like he or no, he didn't grow up in a van, but he lived in a van. Really interesting story about how to reprogram and how to achieve with Jim Carrey. Fucking love that dude. I know it's controversial, but I do love him. Come on, you guys. Dumb and Dumber is like hilarious. <laughs> I could go on and on about Jim Carrey. But he has this fascinating story. And so a quote from Jim Carrey is, I hope that everyone can experience being rich in their lifetime to, in order to know that it doesn't actually really matter. Like, oh, knife to the heart. <gasps> really? Like, I'm not rich. I'm not going to say that. But I'm abundant as fuck. And I can tell you that I, my abundance, it goes far beyond my money, far beyond, which is really cool. So what movies define you? I want to hear from you. I'm going to be posting this on Instagram all week. Please, in the comments, I want you to write what movie defined money for you growing up. It's so interesting to look back on this. And this is like movies speak directly to our subconscious because our subconscious speaks in pictures and emotion. So movies are literally like, what are they? They're pictures and emotion. Like they speak directly to our subconscious and it's really easy way. So it's so important to extract out, uncover what we've been putting in there, what we've been feeding it so that we can rewire, reprogram, reframe so that we're living from an abundant mindset that aligns with us. Maybe, maybe your desire is to have a shit ton of money, which is dope. I want you to do that. I want you to do that. But you got to get clear about why. Like, If it is just to have it, great. That is your why, but you got to get clear on that. Okay, so ask yourself those questions. Oh my God, I can't wait to see the comments this week on Instagram. And I just want to leave you with a reprogramming exercise. So when you're going through your notes, and for me, the biggest takeaway is that it's safe to have money. It's safe to attract money. When you're reading your notes, you're going to get a feel for what your money story is. 
And then what I want you to do, and feel free to join this if you want to, no pressure, but I want you to start to rewire your subconscious for abundance. And the best way to do that is to create a mantra that is directly addresses your biggest money story. So my biggest money story is that it's not safe to have money. (laughs) It's just not safe. (laughs) If I have money, I'm an asshole. If I have money, it's at the expense of someone else. I don't want to be any of those things, right? So I am reprogramming my subconscious right now to feel safe having money. So I chose a mantra to work with. And these mantras, whatever mantra you use, it needs to be directly where you're at. So if you're at, it's unsafe to have money. Your mantra needs to be, it's okay for people to have money. It's okay for the community to have money. Everyone in the world can have money. These are bigger blanket statements that we can all get behind that are a smaller leap than I need to have money or I am a millionaire, right? That's that's just not going to work. Our subconscious needs to be slowly cajoled along with us and it's got to be a believable mantra. Take your money story and then I want you to just write out a couple ideas for a mantra. Maybe it's, it's safe for everyone to have money or I believe everyone is deserving of money. And then what I want you to do is in the morning when you're most susceptible, when your subconscious is the most susceptible and right before bed, I want you to read that mantra to yourself and I want you to feel it in your body. I want you to feel it like it's truth. I want you to feel it in your entire body because the emotion is the language of the subconscious. And then what you're going to do, you're just going to do that for 21 days. That's it. You can do extra things if you want to. I set a timer. So I read, I read that mantra three times a day set the timer off. When the timer goes off, I say it to myself, I feel it in my body. You can journal. So if you write in your journal a couple of times a day in different fonts, different sizes, different, you know, like bold and not bold, just write it out. It's safe for me to attract money. Or you can meditate on it. So once a day or however many times a day you want to do, set a timer for five, 10 minutes and just say that mantra over and over and over and over and over again to yourself. You're in a theta state at that point, so that's really good. Like your subconscious is super soft and it's, it's, it's pliable. <laughs> it's open <laughs> for some input. <laughs> I love speaking to my subconscious. So these are all just different tactics to use that mantra for the next 21 days. And I want to see what happens at the end of this mantra. What happens to you? What changes have you made? How do you feel about money at the end of it? Just notice. Get curious. It doesn't have to be a drastic change, but I do want you to get curious. Like what, what changes have you seen? Another fun exercise that I really recommend doing is going to the bank and taking out $1,000 if you have it. If you don't have it, take out $100. But whatever it is, maybe it's 20 bucks. And just hold it in your hand. I did this for a week. So I put it in my journal. Every night I would like open my journal up, hold it in my hand. I'd look at it. I'd feel the weight of it. Hold it. They were fresh, like fresh $100 bills. And I would just journal about it. Like what was coming up for me? Healing the trauma of the fact that I didn't have it growing up. Healing the trauma of the fact that I live in a society where we're told every day that we need to have more, 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 more. Achieve, 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 achieve. Save, 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 save. I used to be in a relationship with someone who refused to propose. I was in the relationship with this person for nine years. Refused to propose to me until he had $1 million in savings. (laughs) There's so many things there to unpack. (laughs) Trust me. I know. (laughs) Nine years. (laughs) 
<laughs> love him. Great guy. Great guy. But why did he think that? Why, what in society was telling him that he needs to save a million dollars before he is worthy of, of marriage? Let's unpack that. Like, I really want to unpack that. So that's my exercise for you guys. Really looking forward. I'm going to check in on Instagram. First of all, I want to hear your money movies from childhood. And I want to hear your money mantras. I'm going to be posting all week. And then in 21 days, I'm going to check in with all of you again to see how we're doing on this exercise. And remember, money is infinite. It is absolutely infinite. It is not doesn't have emotion. <laughs> it does not. It doesn't carry anything with it. It's just your own projection that is carried with it. All right. I feel good about that. I think I'm going to leave you with that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you here next week. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. You never know. And of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. Until next week, visit sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N dot com to find other podcast episodes. And you can find Lit AF on Instagram at it's me, Sarah Cohan. And you can also find me on Clubhouse. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, Lit AF. And I hope to see you back here next week.